Greetings, Soul Sisters, Spiritual Brethren, and Non-Binary Siblings. Today, I want to do something a little bit different in celebration of Pride Month and to counteract all of the negative rhetoric that's going around. I want to keep everything positive this week. So today's episode is going to be the top five perks of being in a same-sex relationship. My husband and I have been together almost 12 years, and this June is actually going to be our five-year wedding anniversary. And I've acquired some wisdom along the way, so these are going to be the top five perks that I've experienced in a same-sex relationship. Now, these are in no particular order, so let's get into it. Number one is you can share your wardrobe. If the two partners involved have a similar body size in a same-sex relationship, you can wear the same clothes. It's kind of nice when, you know, looking at the laundry, let's say like my my hoodie's in the wash, but his hoodies fit me just as just as well. We uh, we're similar sizes, but we're not we don't have the exact same fashion sense. So there are definitely things that are uniquely ours, but it is nice when. You know, if you can see something that your partner's wearing and then just decide, I'm going to wear that another day. Number two, you're more likely to be able to achieve 50-50 in your relationship. Now, it is impossible to truly achieve 50-50 in a relationship because one partner is just going to be inherently better at one of the tasks of maintaining the household than the other. So 50-50 is not, is not a, a completely possible. But it's still something you want to work toward in any relationship to have a healthy balance. You don't want one partner to do all of one thing and the other partner to do all of the other thing. Unless that works for you guys. But in a same-sex relationship, there isn't that same pressure that usually falls on the wife in a heterosexual couple to take on certain household duties. Uh, this includes when it's two women. It's the that expectation is no longer there when it's in a same-sex couple. Number three, going off of that one, there's no template for same-sex relationships. You know, heterosexual couples do experience a lot of pressure to get married, have kids, start a family, buy a house, and that's just not the same in a same-sex couple. It wasn't even socially acceptable to be in a same-sex relationship for a long time. And so now, at least in America, the world's your oyster and there's, there's just no, there's no uh, set standard of what a same-sex couple should look like. Number four, you know each other's bodies. I'm talking about in the bedroom here. <laughs> So in a same-sex couple, you know, you have the same equipment, if not very similar equipment, and you're going to know what feels good to your body, and usually that can translate over to your partner. Now obviously there's differences, everybody's unique, everybody has different things that make them tick, but in heterosexual couples, sometimes there's just one partner that's completely clueless about what the other partner needs in the bedroom and that chance is lower with a same-sex couple number five 
there's no accidental pregnancies. Now, there is definitely an uphill battle for a same-sex couple who does decide that they want to have kids. But in terms of just regular activities in the bedroom, there's no chance of accidentally getting pregnant in a same-sex relationship. And I understand, you know, other orientations and other types of LGBTQ relationships, there can be a chance of pregnancy. So it's not across the board in the queer community. But for a lot of same-sex couples, there just is a 0% chance of getting the other person pregnant. I've heard of lesbians bringing this up in healthcare settings. You know, when the doctor asks, what's your form of birth control? And they just say, lesbianism. I've heard that joke a few times from some of my friends. And when Rick and I first got married, you know, one of the questions that I would get a lot is, oh, when are the two of you going to have kids? And the way I would flip that on the person asking the question would just be, you know, we keep trying and it just doesn't seem to take. And usually that gets a laugh. And, you know, I have dealt with my fair share of upset feelings over wanting to have kids and not being able to have any. And I have to keep it light. I have to figure out what fills that void in my life. And in our case, we have seven nieces and nephews. That has certainly helped. The baby fever in me has calmed down tremendously as I've gotten older because my family has just grown and I have to be there for the kids that are already in my family. So I've made peace with the fact that I am most likely not going to have any kids in my life. And I can also harness that creative energy into other pursuits like this podcast. And my heart is full with the children that I've already got in my family. I love being an uncle, and it has definitely helped. Anyway, that's all I've got for today. As I've already mentioned earlier, all of the content on this podcast for the month of June is going to be LGBTQ-related for Pride Month. So stay tuned, and I will see you soon.